1: Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything.
2: Hello and welcome. It's our number four, hour four of our radio program talking baseball. Why not? It's the 4th of July. So are you on the side of the Red Sox pitcher or the Cubs manager regarding Wrigley Field, venerable Wrigley Field, the Cub Manager defending the ballpark, the Red Sox pitcher saying it's not all that. And what happened to Wrigley in recent years to downgrade it? How can they make the friendly confines great again on the north side of Chicago? We talk about all of that and much more, including the maller Militia feud. It's all coming your way right here in our number four. Have a great Fourth of July And have some barbecue for me. Here's the fourth hour. Those are fighting words. Fighting words. Welcome in the beginning of another hour of the Ben Maller Show as we are in the air everywhere. You in the passenger seat. As we play ball as an oddball, coast-to-coast, border-to-border and beyond, on the vast and extravagantly powerful microphones of FSR emanating live from the diarrhea, as in verbal diarrhea. We've got it all night long, into the early morning hours, even on a holiday in America anyway, the 4th of July, the Fox Sports Radio Studios at a secret location somewhere. In the Northwoods. So our lead this hour coming from baseball. Now, I was going to do a rant about the Dodgers dominating the Padres over the weekend, winning three of four, but still finding a way to screw it up by blowing a game in the ninth inning because they have a closer who they can't depend on, a fatal flaw that will inevitably cost them in the postseason. But I chose not to do that. I chose not to do that because there's a beef. And when I see a beef, I like that. I also enjoy eating beef, but this is a beef between two historical franchises, the Cubs and the Red Sox. So I don't know if you were paying attention or not over the weekend. Maybe you're still not paying attention because it's a holiday, but let me fill you in. So after uh, the w- the weekend there's Red Sox and Cubs, a pitcher for the Red Sox who we've never heard of, Josh Winkowski. He played his first game at Wrigley over the weekend, and he lost the game 3-1 to to the Cubs And he said the oldest ballpark in the big leagues did not live up to the billing. Here's a quote. He said, Finway kind of has a presence to it, he said. I really didn't get that here, to be honest. Winkowski said, uh, pitching at Wrigley Field, I said to my mom, last night this place is very stock standard. If you ask me, I didn't feel anything. To be honest, it kind of just felt like another ballpark. Close quote. Now, as you might imagine, people in Chicago were offended by that. People that work for the Cubs were bothered by that, including David Ross, who's done a tour of duty as a player with the Cubs and the Red Sox. He's now managing the Cubs, I guess. They're not really that good. He said he did not appreciate the opinion of the rookie and then took a shot at the youth. Of Winkowski uh, saying, I don't know what his life experiences is, is, this is a quote. I don't know what his life experience is, but I appreciate this place a lot, the Cubs manager said. I've got a lot of history here. This is one of the best I've ever been around. And he bragged about being part of a World Series at both Wrigley and Fenway. And he said that Wrigley felt pretty awesome. In that game over the weekend and the fans yelling, go Cubs, go, packed house. It was fun, close quote. So let us discuss. You have differing opinions here. The question, are you with who? Which side are you on? Are you on the side of the Red Sox pitcher or the Cub manager regarding the status of Wrigley Field? So the arrow on this one points to the Red Sox pitcher. I'm in agreement. I am. Uh, I've got orthodoxy, Disney-fied, and hot tub. And we'll combine all of these things together. Now, to lead off, this is an unpopular opinion. But I agree with this pitcher who I'd never heard of until this weekend, Josh Winkowski. Wrigley Field is lacking some mojo. Now, I was on the north side of Chicago a couple months back in May. And I witnessed a Cub-White Sox game. I sat in the bleachers in right field. Right field bleachers in Chicago. I was not impressed. I was not. But by doing this, speaking out against the orthodoxy of baseball, that is considered blasphemy. It is disrespect. It is a desecration of the hallowed grounds of Wrigley Field. Blah, 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 blah. Nevertheless... This picture of Winkowski of the Red Sox is generally correct in a side-by-side comparison. A side-by-side comparison. And I haven't been to Fenway a bunch either. I've only been there a few times over the years. But every time I've been there, I've felt a, an energy. There's been something special about Fenway Park. And I don't fit in the seats, in a lot of the seats, because the seats were designed in the nineteen early 1900s, and I'm a big guy, and I don't fit really well there, and I, I fit pretty comfortably in the monster seats out there because... They, they were designed for people my size. But in a side-by-side comparison, both ballparks were renovated. Fenway Park has been renovated a ton over the years. The Red Sox have squeezed every dollar they could out of that property. And the same thing has happened in Chicago, but Fenway still has an edge to it. Wrigley is lacking that effervescence. The night I was there, and I had been to Wrigley Field a long time ago, over 20 years ago I was there originally, but that sparkle was lacking. There was no sparkle in that ballpark. And furthermore, you know, if you ask the question, a bigger question, what happened to Wrigley Field, well, somebody goofed up. I'm not sure who, but the Cub ownership, they spent almost $600 million over close to a decade to renovate Wrigley Field, they, just like the Red Sox, they tried to, uh, you know, put the chokehold on the, the cash cow and get every nickel and dime they could out of the friendly confines. And in the process, they somehow took the old ballpark soul and they lost a bunch of the charm. So the way I would answer this is they corporatized Wrigley, but it had, it had a, a flair of that even before this last 10 years of renovation. And so it can't just be that alone. They purchased a bunch of the buildings around Wrigley, the Ricketts family, and so they control blocks and blocks of of real estate right around the ballpark, and they build offices for the Cubs and all this. So they not only own the tabernacle, the ballpark, but the surrounding neighborhood is controlled, much of it, by the Ricketts family. But in the process, they did lose a bit of the soul of the ballpark. Now, I'm not sitting here saying it's terrible, and if you've never been to Wrigley Field, you should go and you should check it out, and maybe you'll have a great time. The fact that I had been there before all of that, and it's not like when I was there in my first trip to Wrigley, the Cubs were very good. They weren't. Probably not as bad as they are right now, but they were bad 20 years ago. And they had Sammy Sosa, and that was about it in that last trip I had to Wrigley. But the way I would describe it is Wrigley Field has been Disneyfied, uh, and, and and as we say, corporatized. You can say it that way, also. But think like if you've been to Disneyland, Downtown Disney, like there's just something about it just does it just didn't sit right with me. And it could be the price gouging. I don't enjoy price gouging. I don't know how many people that do. But there's a little razzmatazz that that Wrigley had before. Before they put all that money, a ballpark dropped in the middle of a neighborhood, and now you have this—it's not, it's not a full monstrosity, but it's, a, it's a, a tribute to corporate greed and how we can get as much money out of this thing as we possibly can— And if I own the Cubs, I might do the same thing. But I don't own the Cubs. And I'm just a consumer. And as a consumer, I I, I agree. And as far as the atmosphere in the ballpark, well, we can address that. How can you make the friendly confines great again? Well, you need to have a hot tub time machine. Go into that hot tub time machine and go back and change some things around. A little less of the corporate vibe. It would also help if Cub ownership took any pride in in the product on the field. The Northsiders are an embarrassment. They are putting, essentially, hefty bags of trash all over the diamond. And if you put a halfway decent team together, then that would help. That would help a little bit. And the most exciting thing, watching Cub Baseball this year, is out in the bleachers, the people taking the overpriced beer cups and doing a snake in the bleachers. And even that often gets poo-pooed by the no-fun police ushers at Wrigley Field that will run over and knock those down. But that's about the most fun you can have, is taking all the beer cups, getting completely liquored up, watching Cub baseball because that's about it. And I guess the weather's good now. When I was there, it was cold and rainy and nasty and all that. But the Flotsam and Jetsam are not exactly getting her done on the field if you know what I'm saying. All right, it is the Ben Mather Show on Fox. We will talk more about that. Also, there was an NBA owner during our show, within about an hour of our show starting, who sent out what appeared to be an indirect shot at LeBron James, Jeannie Buss, a random non sequitur. She, out of the blue, on the 4th of July, decided to praise Kobe Bryant, And was this a subtle, indirect shot at LeBron James? Certainly can be taken that way, as there are some believing that LeBron James is behind the scenes here, working as the puppet master again, the de facto GM, and working to pressure the Lakers to acquire Kyrie Irving, his old pal from Cleveland, who now wants out of Brooklyn, and Jeannie Buss, who has a... Pretty low budget when it comes to the Lakers. And considering how much money the Lakers are worth, they are not extravagant, as you would expect them to be. And uh, it's a family business, blah, 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 blah. And so uh, was this her way of venting publicly? But she didn't want to put LeBron's name on it, so she just used KB instead of even Kobe Bryant. But it seems pretty obvious that's that was part of what she was doing. All right, it's Ben Maller's show on Fox. Later this hour, we're going to have the Maller Militia Feud. Uh, and uh, speaking of scandals, now last hour, Eddie did not like my scandal. He's getting killed, by the way. There was a, a story, Kyler Murray's hairdresser, now former hairdresser upset, uh, attempting to out Kyler Murray because Kyler uh, was upset with what she was wearing when she would cut his hair. Uh, so that, w- that was something. Now we have another. This is a team scandal, and an NFL team accused in court papers of helping to run interference for a scandal involving the church. We'll get to that, and we will do it next.
4: Be sure to catch live editions of the Ben Maller Show weekdays at 2 a.m. Eastern, 11 p.m. Pacific.
5: Mike check. Mike check. Do you want exclusive insight from the biggest names in the sports game? What's good? This is national champion and former pro baller Chris Johnson. Let me tell you a little bit about my new series, KJ Live. KJ Live is the only show featuring me going one-on-one with the brightest basketball minds on the planet to get the real. And when I say real, I mean that real. I got legendary Hall of Famers, elite coaches, and the top basketball insiders bringing you a unique perspective on all things hoops culture that you will not find anywhere else. To so make your next move your best move and tap in with me on KJ Live wherever
0: That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex.
1: If you're a smoker or dipper looking to make a change, you really only need one reason to do it. But with Zen Nicotine Pouches, you can find many. Not only did Zen create the first ever nicotine pouch You have lots of options when it comes to nicotine satisfaction, but there's only one Zyn. Find your Zyn online or in a store near you at zyn.com find. That's zyn.com slash find. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical.
6: From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast
4: is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment...
3: Pay attention, Mallor Militia. The Ben Mallor Show needs your help. Join the Audio Commonwealth and follow your host on Twitter. He's at Ben Mallor. And you can, well, you can search on Facebook for our producer tonight. He's in for the Coupe de Loop. His name is Ricky. And just go to like Facebook and type in Ricky, and he'll be there. You can find me on Facebook, Ricky. He's the only one in the world named Ricky. Yeah, he's in the meta. And now live from the Fox Sports Radio studios, it's Ben Maller.
2: That it is, as we roll on, we will have a holiday-themed game, hopefully better than last week. What a debacle maller militia feud was a week ago. But we anticipate a better game because I'm sure Ricky will get two people that have a pulse that will play our game that understand the keys to life. So we'll have that coming up here in... In a bit, but we'll take some calls until then. A Mallard monologue, uh, ranting and raving about Wrigley Field versus Fenway. Supermarket Steve, though, he wants to talk about that Laker owner. He says right after tweeting that Kobe Bryant was the best team best team player ever, uh, Jeannie Buss tweeted that Vladimir Putin uh, won the Nobel Peace Prize. According to Supermarket Steve, Chip in the Q's writes in, says A-plus on the Mallard monologue. Who's really surprised that some goof out of Boston is saying stupid things again? It may be just a New England thing, but it's not that hard to understand, says Chip in the Qs. Ron from Minnesota says, I just tuned in. Did you cover the Rudy Gobert-Timberwolves trade? Did my wolves get a thumbs up? Well, Ron, that did not come up in the conversation, Ron, but if you would like to request a special of monologue, I can do that on the big Rudy Gobert trade of a week ago, is Minnesota sending the glue guy to Salt Lake City, the great Patrick Beverly, but will he stay in in Utah or will he go somewhere else? Inquiring minds would like to know. Late Night Drug Tester says, I think you reach out to the Red Sox. You could ask where President Taft would sit uh, since he was in office when that place opened at Fenway. Now, Daniel writes in, he points out that uh, methinks Eddie Garcia doth do to protest too much regarding the Kyler Murray conversation the last hour. And, of course, most people feel that way. That's just the way it is, Daniel. That's just the reality of the situation. And uh, Jay Scoops says, happy 4th of July to you all. He says, did you know the U.S. Army, Navy, and Marines are older than the country itself? They started in 1775. Might sound weird, but when you remember they had, they had organized to fight for independence, it makes sense. It was a fun fact. Well, I love fun facts, J. Scoop. So, so thank you for that, and we do appreciate it. Let's go to the phones, and we'll say hello to Dick in Dayton. Hello, Dick. Welcome. The Dickster. It's the 4th of July. Hello, Dick.
5: Good morning, Eddie. Good morning, Dick. Happy 4th of July.
3: Same to you. Oh,
5: thank you. Well, Ben, um, I think something happened different yesterday. The Reds finally won a game. I could not believe that you know <gasps>
2: yeah, it's but, at the point now where the Reds are so bad when they win a game, you think something's wrong.
5: yeah, you really do, you really do. It's just I don't know, Ben, I think they need be denied. Management, new new uh new coach, you know. It what is. about the
2: what about the uniforms? you think the uniforms are okay? They look pretty good. Do you want to change do. the uniform? Yeah, I like
5: yeah. the uniforms. Okay. I, do. Yeah, I look... do like the uniforms. They
2: look better than they play.
5: Yes, they do. Dixter, yeah. they call me.
2: All right. And what are you doing for the fourth today, Dick and Dayton? Do you have special plans today?
5: Oh, I'm going to go. I haven't been over to Lowe's. Uh, I heard from the grapevine that a lot of my friends aren't still there, or people, and I haven't been over there for a couple of weeks. So I'm going to go and see who's, who's the, um, what former people are over there. Right, so and, you're going and, uh, back to your
2: old stomping grounds there, where you were a legend. You put in yeah. 20 plus years of hard labor at Lowe's. You were beloved, yeah. and now you're enjoying you're know, the twilight of your retirement. You're loving life, right? You're living your greatest life right now.
5: Oh yeah, yeah. And then the other night. Uh, I learned this is a this is a first. I learned a little bit on the uh Appalachian dulcimer. Uh one of the teachers taught me and you know he was saying, "Dick, you you have an ear for music. You I got to give you four or five more lessons, but you do you want to play your dulcimer or are you going to play the guitar or mandolin?" I told her, "I'd rather play the mandolin." You know, but yeah. That's what you're known pretty... for. You're
2: known for the mandolin. You're the mandolin guy. Yeah, that's that, what that's you want. That's what
5: everybody yeah. knows me as. Yeah, know, and uh, I've met a lot of people. Uh, this one guy, uh, his friend, she, she plays guitar, and she runs a, Who? Uh, oh, it's the jam session in Germantown, and I'm going to be playing up there tomorrow Racist. night. We're going yeah. to be playing some country music. I think a guy, a guy's coming down from Nashville, Ben. I have to tell you about this guy. He, you know, hears me on you uh, on, um, on your show and stuff. Yeah. He's a yeah. one of the better guitar players. So I'm oh, going great. to have a good. Who? uh I'm going to have a good life, you know, Ben.
2: Yeah, well, you're you're living a great life, is what you are, and I, I and we're living it through you, Dick, because you're telling the stories. Well, have fun, have a great Fourth of July. I know you're not a fireworks guy, so. Stay away from the fireworks, all right? Thank you, Dick. You're welcome. All right. Bye-bye. All right. all right, bye-bye. There's Dick and his mandolin. Let's go to Ed in Arlington, our buddy Ed. Hello, Ed. Welcome.
6: Ben, I caught your uh, your uh, commentary on Mark Cuban a l- little earlier, and uh, I got to say, uh, well, if his former general manager has anything to say on the matter, then you're probably barking up the right tree. uh, uh... Yeah, for those
2: that missed it, though, Ed, because people are always turning on and off the show. So Mark Cuban has been attacked by his fans. They're very upset with him. The Mavericks have not had a great start to the NBA offseason. And so Cuban on social media was liking all these posts, calling him a terrible owner, asking him to sell the team, and all that. So we reacted to that in a previous portion of the show, and that's what Ed in Arlington is addressing right now. Yeah,
6: uh, well, I don't. I don't know if I'm one of them. Uh, he's made some boneheaded moves in the past. In particular, his letting Steve Nash walk back about 15 years ago when Steve Nash was still playing. And what did Steve Nash do? He went on to win two, not one, but two MVP awards with the Phoenix Suns. So he clearly misjudged that, and it would be easy. However, it would be easy to accuse Mark Cuban of uh, being, well, he's just a cheapskate. He he doesn't want to pay for the stars it takes to win a championship. But he's paid uh, quite a bit in luxury tax over the past, uh, past decade. And uh, admittedly, he doesn't have a whole lot to show for it, but uh, so do a lot of other teams, too, that have done the same thing. So winning an NBA championship is a tough game.
2: So you're defending Mark Cuban. You're standing by Mark Cuban.
6: Well, I don't want to know. I don't know if I want to be among the rock throwers at him. He's the other boneheaded thing he may have done is if his ex-general manager Donnie Nelson is to be believed, Donnie strongly advised him to draft Giannis Antetokounmpo, uh, the Greek freak. Uh, and a Cuban ignored him on that, and look what well, A lot of teams there.
2: ignored Giannis Adentakumbo because he wasn't drafted in the top five or whatever. He was, a, he was a late lottery pick. Sure. Otherwise, he would have been picked if people thought he was going to be that good. He was not supposed to be that good. The projections were off, Ed. And right. This so, is a rare non-baseball call from Ed in Arlington. I'm not used to this, Ed. You're the baseball guy. You're the breakdown, the numbers on the Texas Rangers, but the Rangers are so blah you're even like, I don't need to talk about the Rangers. I'd rather talk about Mark Cuban.
6: Well, uh, I could get in a little uh, Rangers at the moment. Uh, they're not that far out of it. Uh, they're, they're hovering on the edges of being uh, in competition for a wild card spot. Uh, well, that's because they
2: keep adding wild card teams. Or they keep adding enough wild card teams. To range. Every team will be in contention for the playoffs <laughs> with these extra wild card spots.
6: Well, they're not as bad as the M- Major League Baseball is not as bad as the NBA yet. Uh, the first round of the NBA playoffs, what a waste of time that is to watch the top four teams
2: in each conference blow well, away. The Rangers pop- are under, they're three games under five they They're five out of the wild card.
4: They are getting some pitching finally, though. A miracle.
6: Yeah, they're, from, from their current players. And, you know, we got the trade deadline
2: popping and, up. And the good thing about the Rangers is, like, it's a neck-and-neck race between them and the Mariners for second place in the division. The Angels forget about it. And the Athletics aren't even trying, so you've got that going for
6: you. Yeah, I'd say you nailed that situation pretty good, although I'm not really ready to count the Angels out. Oh, I am.
2: Come on. I am. Yeah, they're (laughs) finished.
6: Any team
2: that has Mike Trout. Oh, no, stop. They've had Mike Trout Yeah, Trump they've been for saying years. that for years. They've never won a playoff game. They have Otani, and they have, uh, they have no chance. It's a joke, the Angels. <laughs> and they deserve everything they get. They've got an incompetent PR staff over there in Anaheim. Screw them. They hate our show. I'm glad they're miserable. I hope they continue to be miserable all year. They deserve every loss they get. Well, uh, anyway, all right, thank you. I got to go, buddy. But I'm glad you checked in. The great Ed in Arlington. longtime caller to the show giving us the inside skinny. So Ed says, it's not as bad as basketball, but a team three games under five hundred after 77 games is still right there in playoff contention because they have that third wildcard team now in each of the American and the National League. They got that going. Oh, we have a lot to get to here, a lot to get to, and including the guy, one of the guys we asked about a while ago has checked in, but let's get over to Eddie Garcia right now and get you caught up on everything going on in the Overnight. Here's
3: Eddie. All right, thank you, Ben. We start with Major League Baseball games. Of note, we had the Padres defeating the Dodgers 5-2 to two to avoid being swept in that three-game series between the top two teams in the NL West. San Diego getting just its second win over L.A. since last season's All-Star break. They're now 2-14 and 14 against the Dodgers in that span. L.A.'s lead on San Diego. Still three and a half games in the NL West. The Twins lose to the Orioles 3-1 to one, while the Guardians show. Out the Yankees 2-0. Cleveland starter Tristan McKenzie and two relievers combining on a one-hit shutout of the Bronx Bombers. Cleveland now two back of Minnesota in the AL Central race. The Astros wrap up a three-game series sweep of the Angels with a 4-2 win. Houston's won six straight. There were 20 different Angels batters who struck out in this one. That tied a major league
2: record. Mike Trout was 0-11 in the series with nine strikeouts. It's so per- an move, Eddie. They went from the cowboy hat, they went up there, they had blindfolds on the Angels. Why would they do that? Uh, they wanted
3: to challenge themselves, I guess. A oh, little bit it didn't work out so well. For me. No, it did not. Uh, the Brewers beat the Pirates 2 nothing. Brandon Woodruff and three relievers combining on the shutout win for Milwaukee. What they... about the crew? Yeah, they've got a uh, two-game lead now on St. Louis in the NL. Central Cardinals lost the Sunday night game against the Phillies 4 nothing. Philadelphia starter Zach Wheeler and two relievers combined on the four-hit shutout. We had the Reds walking off with a 4-3 win over the Braves. Atlanta scored two in the ninth to tie it, but then it was Albert Elmore Jr. with a base-loaded RBI single to win it for the Reds. The Mets beat the Rangers 4-1, so uh, the Mets have a 3.5 game lead on Atlanta atop the NL East. White Sox wrap up a three-game sweep of the Giants with a 13-4 win. White Sox are still hanging around in that AL Central race. They're 4.5 back of Minnesota. And the Red Sox beat the Cubs 4-2 in 11 innings. USFL championship game, the Birmingham Stallions get by the Philadelphia Stars 33-30. Birmingham finishes up the season with an 11-1
2: record. Who was the MVP, Eddie? Do we know who the MVP I uh,
3: was game? a wide receiver for for Birmingham.
2: I don't have his name. I apologize oh. for that. Okay, is he going to go to the NFL? That guy? I doubt training? it. No, maybe you go to training camp. Oh, you're not. You don't think any of these guys are NFL players, Eddie? No, I didn't
3: say that. But I don't know that he is uh, necessarily. No. He just he had a decent game. Not too bad. Okay. So. I uh, did see this from the NBA. Goran Dragic uh, has uh, landed with a uh, new team. He is signing. Thank a God! One I was very deal.
2: worried he wasn't going to get a job. Baby. I know I'm you so are. Happy I wanted to put job. your mind
3: at ease. Thank you. Uh, I can sleep a easy now. One year deal with the Chicago Bulls. Apparently, he picked the Bulls over the Clippers, the Lakers, the Warriors, and the Bucks, according to oh. a report.
2: Do you like deep dish pizza? Is that what? Well, who doesn't? My God. It is a gift in Chicago, but in Chicago, if you lived in Chicago, you probably wouldn't eat it because it's there all the time. No, no, no.
3: That's like saying you know, living in California, we won't eat uh, delicious Mexican food because it's here all the time.
2: No, but like In and Out, I don't eat it In and Out all the time. But people come to California, eat it In and Out all the time because they, they don't get it. If you're in place without In and Out Burger, you go there all the time. I'm offended
3: by your accusation that that somebody would be tired of deep dish pizza. It's not possible. Eh.
2: My wife says she was tired. We ate it every day we were in Chicago. Like she said, ah, "I'm good for a couple of years." Yeah. Like I, I, I'm on I your team, her. Eddie. Yeah. I love deep dish the the way they make. And I never ate that for years. I deprived myself because I said, "Who wants the tomato sauce on top like that? That's disgusting." But boy, was I wrong yep. on that one, man! One of many times you've been wrong. That's incorrect. Dave. <laughs> only with deep dish pizza. I did not realize the greatness. Of the deep dish pizza. All right, thank you for that. It is the Ben Maller Show. So a story that did not get a lot of attention. I want to mention this, though, and it came up at the end of last week and it did not rise to the level of much conversation. So let me give you the background on this. There's an FBI investigation. The story came out near the end of last week before the holiday weekend that the FBI's opened up a sweeping probe of uh, clergy. There was a a sex abuse scandal in New Orleans. Now, this is obviously a sports radio show, so we're not going to get into the Roman Catholic Church in New Orleans and the kind of bad things that they may or may not have been doing for a long time. That's not what we talk about on this show. But an NFL team tied into that does get our attention. So the the FBI opens up this probe and buried in the story, is the fact that the accusation is being made, and this is part of the bankruptcy case from 2020, the Archdiocese 2020 bankrupt case has also, uh, according to the, the story from The, the Wire, uh, the Associated Press there, frozen a uh, also froze a separate court battle over confidential emails, which are alleged to describe behind-the-scenes public relations work executives for the New Orleans Saints, the New Orleans pro football team, did for the Archdiocese in 2018 and 2019. And the accusation being made here that they helped shape the Archdiocese list of uh, credibly accused clergy. And essentially what they're claiming is they, they helped downplay the scandal that the New Orleans Saints NFL team uh, according to the attorneys uh, who are involved in this, uh, they, they've sued the church and all that. But they're claiming that the New Orleans Saints—that some of the things they were doing were untort. That they they the Saints' argument was, well, we're just you know, doing some PR work and all that. Nothing, some advice. We're not doing anything illicit. That was the narrative. But now they are the the stories that they were actually doing much more than that. So we'll find out whether anything comes of that or not. And it's low on the list of NFL scandals. We have many NFL scandals. That's low on the list. Let's go now to the Hawaiian Islands. And a man. Boy, are we excited to talk to this guy. The one-eyed trash man. Hello. Hello, Trash. Welcome. What's happening, Ben? Trash, when are we doing this daredevil stunt? I'm excited about this.
9: When are we doing it? Yeah, well, it takes a little bit of careful planning in the right conditions. Um, uh, you know, this is, not, this is not a joke. You can easily die doing these kind of things. And um, so you got, and you've got to have your crew in place. Yeah. And um, that's what I'm working on right now. But soon, soon. And it okay. will be either on a Monday or a Tuesday.
2: Okay, well, let me know, and we are all we fully support you, Trashman. We do not want to see you die. So, if it's too dangerous, do not do it. Please, do not do it. But if you think you can do it safely, uh, this is a daredevil stunt live on radio. It's it's human uh, tricks uh, that uh, Trash is going You're going to go down a hill.
9: You're on the radio. Is that correct, Trash? You're planning this out a very yeah. steep hill. That is correct. That is correct. My goal is I am trying to become the fastest man on the planet on a skateboard.
2: Okay, so right you like to set a land, land speed 100.
9: record. Miles per
2: hour. Okay, and, and uh, you're, you're looking to set a world record. You'll be going downhill on, and, and you're on Oahu, right? Is that where
9: you're located? Am I correct on that? That is correct, and this is going to be done on the Pali Highway, which is really cool because not only do I live right here on the Pali Highway, but this is a very um, a very important place in Hawaiian history. Why it's is that? It's a very supernatural place. It is, um, I have a lot of supernatural things happening out here in the forest at all times. Now, what, what, kind what kind of things, right up, kind right of things way, are we talking way, about? Right about? where We're going to start this run. Yeah. Um, in the last major battle that these islands had before the white man came here, um, over a thousand Hawaiian warriors jumped off of a cliff to their deaths, right on my doorstep, basically. When they were building this road, they found uh, 800 of their skulls. And at night, at times, they're called the night marchers. When the conditions are right and you happen to be the lucky one to see it, you can see Hawaiian warriors marching through the forest with torches. And um, that's not um, a drug-induced state or anything like that. It just is what it is. And then I have the Menahunis, which are the Hawaiian little people. They're little tricksters. They are always taking things and bringing them. They always bring them back. But you'll put something down. You know darn well where you put it, and then it's not there.
2: Well, That's amazing. Three four
9: days trash. later, it's this right where you left it. All right, I, so, I got to you know, leave it, uh, Trash. I got to leave
2: it there. Call me. Call me tomorrow, though. We'll get more on this. But uh, Trash uh, again, plan that out. The great Trash, the one-eyed Trash man. From the Hawaiian Islands and on on Oahu, he's planning this amazing daredevil stunt. I'm a little concerned though. I don't. I don't want to see him injured because then that would be a problem. It would be a problem for him. It would be a problem for us. Let's go now to uh, who do we have here? Let's say hello to Marcel in Brooklyn. Quickly, hello, Marcel.
7: Good morning, Ben, Eddie, Roberto, and Ricky. Filling in for Coupe de Loop. Happy Fourth of July, you guys. Yes. yes.
2: Uh, very. New- are you going to see fireworks today, Marcel?
7: Well, I'm going to watch the TV in New York for the Macy's fireworks. What about looking out your window?
2: Marcel, do you have a window there in Brooklyn? You can look out your window. I'm sure you'll see fireworks.
7: It's going to be at Coney Island, I promise
2: you. What floor are you on? Marcel, what floor are you on? Are you on like the third floor? The second No, no, no. Just second. Just second. Okay, so yeah, you're not up that high. I got you. Okay, I
7: got All right. A new dawn, a new day. Independence Day 2022. Finally here, happy birthday, America, 246 years young. So, Mal Militia, let's get into it. And our pal Justin in Cincinnati joins us right now before I have you go straight to the boys and a tease for what's coming up on the show. Sounds that good. Here's Justin in Cincinnati now. Good morning, sir. What is your food pick from last night?
5: Well, just be careful with them fireworks because it is Brooklyn, so it's most like the gunshots. I think you had meatloaf. And a
2: turkey sandwich. <laughs>
7: that's that's not going to be a very mixed match of it. Sorry, suck. buddy. All right, thank you, Justin.
2: <laughs> yeah. Bad job, of you. I'm going to go pizza. Marcel. With you, Audrey? Ben. What's that, Marcel? What do we have here? Pizza? Nope. No. Oh, it's not pizza. Eddie, hey, go ahead. Eddie, my streak is over. Go uh, ahead. Oh, you having... No,
7: no, 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 no. Don't worry. Don't worry. You, oh, you no, had you a mixed match. You had a. Hey. <sighs> all right. All right. Good. Go uh, ahead, I'm
3: going to say that you had a in in. In lieu of the 4th of July, you had a hot dog.
7: Okay, put the Frankfurters for the mixed match in it. So stay tuned.
2: Oh, he's, now he's confusing us. Go ahead. I'm just
7: lying there, Eddie, but no mixed matches. Uh,
2: uh,
8: Pete- <laughs> Bur- Bur- uh, hi, Marcel. How are you?
7: Good morning. Happy Independence Day. Happy 4th.
8: Happy 4th of July, man. What are you doing today?
7: Going to celebrating the fireworks display over at Coney Island yeah. after the Frankfurters. Are you going to get, get drunk?
8: Are you going to get drunk?
7: No! If
4: I do that, I'm going to jail. No. <laughs>
8: All
7: right, I'm going to say you had pizza. <laughs> All right, then. Uh, Ricky, fill <laughs> for Crimpty
8: Loop. I'm going hot dog.
7: Uh oh! You know what that
8: means. Oh, oh. what ben does that bitch! mean?
3: Oh, wait a minute. I'm confused.
8: Now, I hurry guess. up. Reveal
5: answers. Please hurry Jedi up.
3: Mind tricks on us.
5: All right.
7: Our food pick from last night—it's Frank Further. Yeah, and that's right. We got the next matches on us and the golden right. ticket too. Hey, happy keep. Independence Day, you guys! The rest of you, stay right where you are because the Ben Maler show comes right back after these messages. Yeah, right here on what, Fox no, no. Sports Radio. Don't the Malhe- Mal- I need
2: contestants, Marcel. The Maler Militia feud. I need contestants. The Maler Militia feud. We'll get to that 877-99 on Fox. Maller militia feud is next. Why don't you wish John the Pie Guy a happy birthday? Happy birthday,
4: John Pie Oh boy! Be sure to catch live editions of the Ben Maller Show weekdays at two a.m. Eastern, eleven p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app.
2: This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh my, look at that, he is! And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex
0: dedicated card member entrance for the win! Unbelievable! When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex.
1: If you're a smoker or dipper looking to make a change, you really only need one reason to do it. just ask one of the millions of people who have achieved lasting change. You have lots of options when it comes to nicotine satisfaction, but there's only one Zyn. Find your Zyn online or in a store near you at zyn.com find. That's zyn.com slash find. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical.
6: From BBC Radio 4, Britain's
4: biggest paranormal podcast.
3: We provide over 70,000 seconds of unique content per week on The Ben Maller Show. 14,400 seconds each night. That is a lot to digest. Now you don't have to miss a moment. Thanks to podcasting. Go back and eavesdrop on those classic zany episodes at your convenience. Help The Ben Maller Show podcast skyrocket up the charts. It's available for free on iHeart and wherever you get your podcasts. Subscribe and aggravate the corporate muckety-mucks. And now live from the Fox Sports Radio studios, it's Ben Maller.
5: Is winning so important? Listen, winning isn't everything. It's the
4: only thing. It's time for another Malheur game show. No, you're so dumb. We surveyed 100 people. name sports teams associated with losing.
5: Uh, The Lakers?
4: Uh, I believe the answer is the Clippers. That is the top answer. 40 points. It's Malheur Militia feud.
2: And it is time for the Mallard Militia Feud, introducing Eric, who called us all the way from Houston, Texas, ready for action, playing against Frank from Iowa. On your marks, let's start the Maller Militia Feud. Gentlemen, are you both there? Hello to you, Eric. Yes, I'm here. All right, yes. Frank, you yes, I, he- I Yes, I'm here. I hear you, Frank. I hear you. Eric, are you there, Eric? Yes, I am. All right. So I've got the answers here. You, uh, you, you know, listen, we're ready to go. I've got the question, rather. You've got the answers. That's how this works. We're going to have a yep. good time here. 100 people surveyed. 100 people surveyed. And you have to try to find the most popular answers on the board. We'll figure we'll, we'll go with the holiday theme here, gentlemen. And here's right. the question. What do people do more on the 4th of July than on the 5th of July? The top four answers are on the board. Eric and Houston, you get to go first. each get three strikes, and you're out, and you get one lifeline. Eric, what do people do more? Uh, on barbecue. The f- barbecue. Frank. That's uh, Eric's answer. Barbecue, is that correct? Uh-huh. uh is it? No, that was not. Yeah. That, was Fr- that was Frank's answer. Frank, you're not allowed to go yet, Frank. Eric, go <laughs> ahead, Frank. <laughs> oh, yeah, go ahead. yeah. Okay, go ahead. Yeah, Fred's a
5: little
2: anxious. Yeah, he is. He's, a little, he's jumping the gun here. Bad job by him. Go ahead, Eric. Uh, I said drink. Alcohol. Drink. <laughs> no. That, that is that is the number one answer. Good Ooh. job by you, Eric. Yeah, 40 okay. points. <laughs> Abs- Absolutely, because most people have to go back to work on July 5th or whatever. Anyway, all right, so 40 points. And okay. And you are up again, Eric, and you have the lead. Go ahead. Uh, barbecue. All right, you took Frank's answer, Barbecue. That is not on the board. Strike one. We go over to Frank, the tank in Iowa. What do people do more on the 4th of July than on the 5th of July? Top four answers on the board. Now the top three. More fireworks. More fireworks on the 4th than the 5th. All right, that is absolutely right. Good job by you, Frank. That was the number two answer. 36 Mm -hmm. points. On the board, and you get to go again, Frank. Until you get a strike here. Top two answers on the board now. What do people do more on the fourth of July than on the fifth of July? Visit
5: relatives.
2: Visit family. That Is that on the it. board? Visit family. No, not on the board. And we go back to Eric. <laughs> okay. Why well, would have thought of that one though? Believe. What do you think? Sleep. Sleep. Is that on the board? Mm-hmm. Yes, that is on the board. Sleep is the the last and answer on the board. Here. And what <laughs> more, Eric? What do people do more okay. on the fourth? I want to start with that one. Or, calm down, Frank. What do people do more on the fourth? Actually, we're out of time, actually. The other answer was, I think we had eat. So we had drink, fireworks, eat, and sleep. And Eric wins. Congratulations, Eric. Awesome. Got a murder. Got to go.